to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music reporter Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We are recording on Thursday. You'll get this on Friday. It's so cold out, Aaron. I know. Like, my skin is sandpaper. Like, I've lived here, as have you, our entire yeah. lives in Winnipeg. And I never get used to this February onslaught that seems I'm, to come every day. I, as I said last week, I'm okay with the cold until we hit, you know, in the minus 40s. Yeah. Like 30s and 40s. That's just brutal for anybody. It's just, it hurts your face. It does. It hurts everything. Um, But we're not really talking about that on the show today. No. <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge that it's cold. Hang in there. It's because Festival is starting Festival of Friday. Friday. Yep. Um, so it always, there's always a bit of a, a cold snap. But uh, we're going to talk about Oscars. Yeah, we're going to talk about wieners, hot dogs, dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we're also going to talk about the need for quiet time after a long day. First, though, how was your week? Let me tell you something (laughs) I'm ready that you're aware of because you put it on my desk, I think. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so everyone knows i love the mass singer yes i just i think it's one of the best reality television shows and you are a reality tv connoisseur, connoisseur. i love right. it i do i love it and i and i know that it's terrible and i know that it probably is contributing to the downfall of society but you know what i like it i mean i feel like you can draw a straight line from reality tv to like who is sitting in the white house but i mean me. yeah i mean i i am <laughs> not dismissing the terribleness of it but I can't help. I just really enjoy it. You love it. So Mass Singer is the reality singing television show that features celebrities in costumes. You have to try to guess which celebrities are in the costume. And the costumes are wild. They're wild. wild. So uh, everyone knows, because I talk about it in the newsroom all the time. Everyone knows I love it. Mm-hmm. So when our colleague, Brad, who is now the politics and perspectives editor, but former TV, I don't know, I said that with like a bougie accent, <laughs> like he's upgraded La from art. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was the former TV guy here uh, who write about TV and do TV uh, critiques. And Fox sent him a promo package for The Masked Singer, like a PR package. Yes. That was massive. So two quick asides. Yeah. Uh, TV promo packages. The best. I guess because it's the only industry that still makes money. <laughs> They're the best. It, they are just so involved and usually large and completely impractical. And also, it's also important to note that before Erin got this very large package, um, it, she was in a meeting. So Brad sent out an in-office email being like, hey, is anyone a fan of The Masked Singer? And both myself and Francis Conken, another member of the Arts and Life pod, were on it, Aaron. We were on it so fast for you. We're like, oh my God, Aaron. So when I looked at my phone, I had all these emails in a thread being like, Aaron is the biggest fan. So then I wasn't in the office. I was out of the office at a meeting and Jen sent me a picture and it was two massive cardboard cutout masks of two of the singers from last season. Including the one I hate the most. The egg with the hat. Yeah. The yes. egg with the sunny side up egg as a hat. Yes. I don't like <laughs> it's egg it's, on egg. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and a flamingo. And then there was a, like a really large thin cardboard box. And I kind of for, I was very excited when I first got and then I forgot about it over the weekend. Then I got to work on Monday. I assumed it was just going to be like a dry mount of that poster. I also thought that as well. So I got to work on Monday and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot I have this massive box. This is a very long story for whatever, but I cut it open and inside is an entire like dry erase board 
um, bracket system, like in like a sporting event. That's cool. Yeah. So it's got all these squares that you stick these little cardboard pictures that they sent that they were also in the box Mm -hmm. and you can like move them up into the, who are the finalists. And there's like lines that you can write who you think they are. And it's a dry erase board, so you can use it every season. Because you know it's going to be 25 million seasons. Oh, and I'm ready for it. Um, and there's like X's that you can put on to eliminated people. And there were more masks in the box. I, I was so excited. Well, good. I'm glad that it went to you. Yeah, I'm going to use, like, we're going to have a, we're going to maybe have, like, a finale party. Yeah, at the end of the season. Or next season, we may actually do a proper pool where people yeah, can yeah. put money in and whatever. And you can put that dry erase to to good use and my special talent of guessing all the singers you do have a very good talent i got that. the one this week too have Spo- you have you missed any uh last season we missed two out of i think it was 14 or two out of 12 okay but this At season this you- season i didn't get the first one it was lil wayne one of the lils one of the lils um and, but i did get the the next two and i'm pretty confident i know the other ones that's pretty good yeah i don't know that i it's hard it's really hard well yeah because hearing someone's voice and not being able to see their face i find it helps if i just close my eyes and then go into the brain bank of like every voice i've ever heard (laughs) and i can do it pretty pretty well uh apparently on a really super tangent but this is a fact i saw in a documentary once and it blew my mind Uh uh-huh your database that's a real thing that you have so when you see someone and you recognize them your brain really quickly flips through like every face you've ever seen until it like hits a match oh. and that's why sometimes you're like i know your face but i don't know who you are it's because uh, yeah. interesting i have an audio one then yeah exactly i am convinced like i will eat my hat if the turtle is not jesse mccartney <laughs> <laughs> like and that is the weirdest voice that yeah. i could think but as soon as he sang his, the, the turtle sang the first song I was like, I know that voice. And then I, it took me a little bit, but I'm like, that's Jesse McCartney. And then I played one of his songs for Nick. And he's like, holy crap. Like, how did you pull that out of your brain? I will say that I'm quite good at being able to guess actors who star in animated films. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty on top So of you that. might be good. So maybe, maybe. Anyway, how was your week? My week is, has been busy. So, and I had days where I've been like super productive and other days where I'm like, I need to fall asleep immediately after work. Um, but I saw a friend of mine on Monday and she invited me to the spin class that oh, she's yeah. going to. Uh, so Winnipeg has really seen like a proliferation of like soul cycle style spin studios mm. so we went to cycle which i think has been around for a while and it's spelled not like yes it's cycle. Spelled s-a-i-k-e-l correct oh, oh yeesh okay um, <laughs> i think they were one of the first ones i also think that uh but what i liked about it is that um it's in the dark so they have and it's like and the music is pumping so it's like and you're in the zone of like yeah 90s rap which oh I was nice extremely into yeah yeah and it's they put your stats up on a leaderboard Uh-oh. so if you are at all competitive it's highly motivating spoiler alert jen is very competitive oh yes extremely so is my friend who was like even in the cool down i was like must beat this woman <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's super fun and then they email you how you're you how you did so kind of a oh. breakdown of like what your average like rpm was and like hmm. yeah it's it's i liked it, it i it went by really fast it was something that was totally i mean i do a lot of exercise classes but it's nice to kind of shake it up a little mm-hmm. bit and try something new did 
you watch the Oscars? I did. I will admit that I fast forwarded through a lot of it. Why is it your entire life long? I don't know. And I've learned now to PVR it, start it an hour after, and then fast forward through all the commercials and all the stuff I don't care about. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So impressions of it. I wrote a column about this too, but uh, I was kind of thinking about, I was kind of stuck for a column at the beginning of the week and I was like, "Eh, I don't know if there's anything super Oscars related because I was totally thinking outrage and I was like ah, nothing really like outrageous happened like it yeah was kinda, you know and then I was realizing I'm looking at this through the wrong lens and I should look at it through how I actually enjoyed it which was there was a lot of really positive moments that made me feel like it was one of the more relevant Oscar ceremonies yeah in a long time yeah I don't know if that's an overcorrection for having like the least diverse nomination yeah <laughs> but it's uh there were a lot of moments where i was like okay like maybe progress is possible right so i really liked the global elsa's performance yeah you know i yeah. liked uh well i like taika waititi's whole thing i like, just love him in general <laughs> but yeah no he was he's so sweet and yeah wonderful and, talented. and like, the land acknowledgement was mm-hmm. awesome he does that on his film sets as well good um and that actually led to a conversation that we had um i'm on the editorial board at the free press and we were talking about um how they don't do land acknowledgements at the legislature at the manitoba that boggles my mind i uh, know especially because like i think for like when you were reading the discourse the next day about the oscars uh, americans are still quite unfamiliar with land acknowledgements mm-hmm. but i feel like they become pretty common or starting here, to. yeah. Um, you know, you hear them at the Jets games. You hear them before a play. You hear them a concert you know, sometimes, at press conferences sometimes. Yeah, like there, yeah. there's it's there uh, because I think it's you know reconciliation is front of mind, and I think it's just a really um, easy way to, to be respectful. Yeah, to be you know? respectful. Yeah, so, yeah. It bl- blows my mind that the ledge doesn't. But hearing it at the Oscars, I was like, yeah, why shouldn't this be standard? Like, of course. It took me a minute when that happened i was like wait do they do this every year and i just haven't been paying attention yeah but no no they do not (laughs) they they don't but no yeah i mean yeah i am still in the mindset of the relevance of award shows in general being in Mm, question mm -hmm. uh, as we talked about with the grammys a little bit so i'm kind of i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching them like i if they can keep it up on the track they're on mm-hmm. um i would continue watch i always watch so i probably I know i do too watch, but like but i'm finding myself less and less interested um in all of it like i used to really like to watch the red carpet and i'm mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even that i'm finding like i'm less and less interested in caring what someone's wearing you know like yeah and i'm not pooping on anyone who <laughs> <laughs> wants to pay attention to that yeah. like that's your thing like if you are interested in it by all means yeah but for myself personally i'm just finding it I asked myself why I'm spending four hours on a Sunday watching this. Well, I know a big critique of the Oscars is often that it's irrelevant and that it's too long, which it's definitely too long. But Mm -hmm. this felt like for the first time in a long time that it was actually kind of, you know, approaching relevancy. Well, I think that also was kind of bolstered by Parasite winning absolutely best picture uh for first sure. foreign film ever yeah in foreign language film yeah. ceremonies yeah um and also which i still haven't seen and i really want to see it no i haven't either but i would like to and what's interesting about that movie too just total sidebar but everybody like a lot of people not everybody generalization but a lot of people were under the impression that it's a scary movie 
I kind of, of was too. I thought I how read the it. trailer is. Yeah. But it isn't. Yeah. It's like a dark comedy, like yeah. a satire almost, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But because of the name. Yeah. And I think because we're also be like, oh no, like infectious disease is kind of front of mind right now. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of yeah. I, I also like, thought it was kind of a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's uh, two things about that. One, I think it's great that foreign language film is being considered yeah. a blockbuster and like a mainstream movie because why shouldn't it be um secondly i think normalizing subtitles is important because most of the world watches subtitled movies all, all those english movies that yeah. we pump out into the world are subtitled for yeah. other people when i lived in slovenia there was a little tiny movie theater just kind of around the corner from us and we would go watch the movies because they were subtitled they weren't dubbed in Slovenian, so mm. we could watch them in English, and then yeah. the, pe- and the Slovenian people could read the subtitles. Yeah. And I get so irritated when people say, "I I go to the movies because I I don't want to read. I want to watch the movie." I'm like, like ser- seriously. I know. After the first five minutes, you don't even re- like no. notice that you're reading it. Yeah, your brain adapts pretty quickly. I'm like, well, then you are not a true appreciator of cinema. So. Well, and you're missing out on great movies yeah. so i think that's also super cool and then the last thing i wanted to say about that is i love the director's translator oh yeah her name is sharon Choi. Oh. i did a little reading about her apparently is also a filmmaker oh that's interesting uh, in her own right and uh yeah just the way she can how fast she is and to how, synthesize all the yeah, yeah emotion and everything yeah, yeah she's great cool um shall we move on Wieners. Wieners. <laughs> so this is this is a very strange local story that has seemed to capture the attention of the well, entire city. It is pretty peak Winnipeg. It is. So at the Forks, which is a meeting place. Yes. To sum it up, it has been for yeah thousands of years. Kind of going through a bit of a renaissance. It was yeah. very like we've it was, talked about it on the pod. We've before. talked about it on the pod before, but like just quick recap. It was very stuck in the nineties, like a lot of turquoise, a lot of very tourist focused, and now it's kind of more focused still at bringing tourists, but also at local people and right. just you know kind of becoming a little bit more cool, uh, cool, shall we say? Yeah. Um. So there was a vendor that was there forever, Skinner's Hot Dogs, mm-hmm. who. I don't even know if I can accurately explain what happened between that whole thing. They had been kind of confusing. They had been in the food hall Mm -hmm. since it opened. So like 30 years. 30, yeah, 30-ish years. Then there was an issue with the leasing agreement. Right. I'm not, again, also not super clear on the details. Either was like something wasn't signed or something wasn't approved or for whatever reason, it didn't work out and the Forks wanted to seek a new tenant for that spot. Right. And there were, was outrage that Skinner's had been there for so many years. Yes. And the Forks was out ousting them to make room for quote unquote hipster things. Yeah. A phrase I keep reading yeah. is the gentrification of the Forks. Right. Which I think that's a really fast and loose playing of that term. Mm. But like. Yeah, that's so interesting to me that people think it's a gentrification when really the stuff that was at the Forks previously, like, yeah, Skinner's was affordable, but like lots of things are the same or similar. Right. You know? So anyway. They, it want, they, want, to, they want to update the space. Yeah. And that includes the vendors that are in there. Yeah. And they are a business and they are right. I think free to do just so. Just before we get into the, the wiener issue. Yes. The, the name of the new place that moved in there is called Wiener Pig. We're not just being vulgar. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, 
<laughs> but I think people, a lot of people forget that the Forks is a for-profit organization. Yes, exactly. This is not a not-for-profit. They are in the business of making money. Yeah. So that argument of like, oh, they just want to make money and bring in cut. Like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. that is what a business does. Exactly. So anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> and it just, it brought so many issues up. So many. So many issues. And, and one of them, too, is, you know, people kind of... Ch- took it as an opportunity to rail against the forks in the direction it's going in, mm-hmm. which brings up the matter of parking and that you used to be able to park for free. And now it's $2 an hour. And isn't that the Winnipeg paradox that we love our cars, but we hate paying to park them anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. and it's $2. Like it's not, but that's what pays for the forks. Yeah. So if you want nice things, you will have to pay for them. But they somewhere. don't want nice things. They want the, the same, same things, things as there was before <laughs> for free. Things that they haven't, I swear to you that most of the people complaining about this haven't set foot in the forks in. Well, you can tell though because of the opinions that they are offering mm-hmm. are no longer relevant because yeah. the entire space and things that they're referencing have been gone for years. Like, so you can tell exactly. that they haven't been there to see the change. So, so this new, we wiener, totally buried the lead, and yeah. that is they. They replaced Skinner's hot dogs with Wiener Peg, a, 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 a hot dog place that is like a gourmet hot dog. They yeah. use local ingredients. Yeah. They replaced the hot dog place with the hot dog place. Right. So story comes out and it's kind of started out as just like a, this is a new business. That's it opening. just opened this past week, I think. And then it kind of turned because people were upset about it. So you had all the, you know. Skinner's fans upset yeah. that they brought in a new hot dog place. And then... Um, there was also people noticing, hmm, I've heard this word before and tagging Happy Land Print Shop. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, I know Kristen who runs uh, yeah. Happy Land Print Shop and yeah. I own many of her prints, as do you. As yeah, do you I, love her. I love her work. Yeah. She makes like the quirky, like weird Winnipeg things. Like yeah. her like genie's cake print, like Winnipeg, love it or hate it. Yeah. Love it. Like there's, there's so many. The so- Manitoba Social, neighborhood yeah. prints. Yeah. But one of her patches. Um, patches has been the wiener peg patch and she's been selling that since like 2015 and so to suddenly have the name of the business be wiener peg and so like ben waldman who worked on the story for us reached out to her and there's um a trademark dispute mm-hmm. and uh yeah and just some things go so it wasn't like quite the warm reception yeah. I think our headline was hot dog vendor gets cold shoulder because oh, people were like a little yeah. bit like, mm. that's a very good headline. I yeah. like that a lot. Uh, Just as an aside. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. Or a where, not so hot dog. Yeah. Not so hot. Oh. Um, yeah. I really am conflicted by this. I know. Because I love the, f- like, I love the forks. I love going there. I think what they've done to make it more appealing for locals, in my perspective, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, people who say oh it's no longer a family place i don't anecdotally every time i go i see tons and tons of families there yeah i so I, do too i don't really understand that argument so much yeah. um but i'm also i don't love the idea of a small business sort of taking artistic license with another small business's idea mm-hmm. and maybe not doing all they could or all they should yeah to make it right yeah, because I feel like that was a real missed opportunity. Absolutely, there, but I, I'm also like I also want to try the hot dogs. Like I don't want I don't want to yeah. not support them because there's it's just it's a very conflicting situation for mm-hmm. me. So yeah. and it just a very classic Winnipeg situation. I feel well. I think we're 
I'm hoping that we are like the silent majority of people who are kind of seeing the gray area here yeah. because a lot of the the voices that are commenting on the literal 200 comments on this yeah, story that's the other thing. are this, quite black and white. Yeah. Whether this, I like it, I'm going to try it. I hate it. I hate what they did to Happy Land. I hate what they did to Skinner's. Like it's very, very black and white. Yeah. Even though like it's one of those things and it, it's so interesting the way people frame that too is something someone did to something else. It's like, well... Mm. I don't think anyone did anything to anyone. It's just it, the way it rolled out was messy. Yeah. And I have to, I just, again, have to remind everybody that while it may seem personal because these are small businesses and local mm-hmm. people, it's business. Yeah. Like business isn't always fair. Business isn't always clean. Like sometimes it gets messy. Sometimes people are a little cutthroat. Yeah. But like that's just how business works. And also from the journalist side, um, yeah, it's important to include the perspective of Skinner's and it's important to include the perspective of Happy Land Print Shop. Absolutely. Because um, I think people, I also saw some chirping about that and that it, you know, wasn't, it's, we're not here to make or break anybody's business. It's just, here's what happened. Right. And here's what people are talking about. Exactly. And here's the cons- pros and cons and concerns. Yeah. We're just here to relay the information. Yeah. But it is kind of, a, it is kind of a very strange and tricky situation for sure and like the hilarity of it too is that it's About all of a sudden well, called wiener pig, wiener pig. <laughs> it's a dilly of a wiener it is um <laughs> either way i'm gonna try, i'm gonna try the hot dogs yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna try it there's a i'm intrigued Sorry, by the very squeaky chair i'm intrigued by the vegetarian option the grilled carrot marinated carrot yeah yeah i can't say like in my brain that it's really triggering a craving I'm just, I'm just curious. But yeah, I think we should maybe do a good or gross. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. So I saw a tweet. Um, someone was talking about their child and their child yeah. was like, you know, I really don't like when you ask me what I did at school because I just lived it. And I was like, oh my God, that perfectly sums up how I've felt for, I don't know, when your entire life, school, like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That question right after you how was come your back day? Some, how was your day? And like I get that it's meant with kindness and as Absolutely. a way to bond over yeah. expressing interest in what you're I doing. About you. Yes. And it's funny that how was your week doesn't bother me. But how yeah. was your day? I'm like, oh, I just did it. I know <laughs> when someone says how was your day, my rea- in my head I just hear like slasher and be like, reek, reek, yeah. reek. like stop asking me questions. And I never really thought about it that before until I saw this thread. And yeah. like many people's children were expressing like, can you ask me something different? Or can you yeah. like, or the, uh, what did you learn today? Oh, I? Yeah. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just lived. <laughs> and usually, usually I come around after about like an yeah. hour or so. And then I'm like, oh, this happened today and this happened, this happened today. Yeah. But the, how was your day for whatever reason? It's just a real... And we're kind of talking to people in the newsroom about it today. Same. Like, that is that's a- one thing that I miss. And this is going to sound so terrible. And I will preface it by saying I love my husband very much. <laughs> and that I love living with him. But one thing that I really loved about living by myself is, like, coming home to, like, complete silence. Quiet. Like, I have my cat. Everything was where I left it. It's quiet. Just until I was ready to not be quiet. And then I exactly. could call somebody or, t- or text somebody or whatever. I'm also worried now that people are going to be like self-conscious about asking us how our day was. <laughs> so yeah, I do, be. I do. And like my husband is also very aware that I do like mm-hmm. quiet when I like quiet time when I come home from work. 
just because we spend all day talking to each other talking yeah. to other people talk 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 that's that's our entire job yeah and it's interesting like my my husband's definitely a recharger as well so mm-hmm. he gets that but it, like there are other people uh who in my life like family members who don't fully understand that and it's like i'm tired and it's like well what do you have to be tired from <laughs> as i was saying to you when i was a teenager um my dad who is very sweet and wanted to kind of know what, what our plans were for yeah. the day just to, so that he kind of knew what our schedule would be mm-hmm. but i'm not a morning person like i am not a morning person and i and this is peak teenage angst yeah. and he'd come down and into the kitchen and he'd ask me one time like what's what's your plan for today half an hour later Hey, what's uh, what's on your schedule for today? And an hour after that, well, what's uh, what's on deck for this afternoon? And I just literally put my I head on the school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe this is just like a PTSD reaction to that kind of situation. Um, but it does reassure me that a lot of people have had this experience, yeah. and that just it just is hilarious to me that such an innocuous question is like Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think also just to point to sort of like the broadness of people needing this kind of yes. silence. Um, it always reminds me of the episode of sex in the city mm-hmm. when Carrie would be coming home from work and it was right after Aiden moved in and he'd yeah. ask her all these questions about where she was or who she was with or whatever. Yeah. And she told him that she needed like just an hour of silence every day and pretend like she's not there. And then she'd close her little curtain. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that speaks to me so much. Yeah. You just sometimes need a minute, but, uh, yeah, and just the whole idea of recapping something you've already been through, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I just had never thought of that in that term. And I only want to do that recapping business mm-hmm. if something is extremely irritating or extremely awesome. Yes. Like, everything else that happens, I don't need to do, I don't need to talk about it again. No, it it's happened. extreme. It's that, over. That's it. We're going to end today with reading, watching, listening. We sure are. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I mean, I can if you want me sure. to. Um, okay. So I, again, people are going to think all I do is watch reality television, but I swear I'm like a cultured person who <laughs> reads books and does things that are not on TLC. <laughs> but, you read half of Little Women because you're... <laughs> podcast mate gave you the wrong book. oh yeah did we ever talk about that i don't think so <laughs> so after all of that with the um bl- pop culture blind spots and the movie the movie your book I, club my book club so i've i read the book that jen lo- <laughs> loaned me the copy of little women and i got to the end i'm like wait beth didn't die <laughs> I'm like, none of this stuff happened. Like, what a boring book. Like, I can't believe this is a classic. Like, literally nothing happened. And then I go to the book. And then I go on the Wikipedia Mm -hmm. to be like, what the hell? And then it turns out that you only gave me the first volume. But there's a whole second volume when all the good stuff happens. That's right. So then I was like, well, crap. And it was literally two hours before my book club. (laughs) So I just went there. And I'm like, sorry, guys. Didn't get any of the good stuff. And I still haven't watched the movie. So... Oh, my favorite was when you texted me 
Beth. His name Lori Lawrence, and then you're in. Beth doesn't die. <laughs> well, because she got really sick, and I thought, okay, this is where she dies. But there was only fifty pages left. I was like, man, they're gonna cram a lot into these last couple oh, chapters. Yeah. I have two editions of Little Women. Yeah. One is only the first volume, and then one is. Well, I book. I will read the rest of it at some point, but I was pretty disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. Fair enough. <laughs> it was really boring. Um, <laughs> so, but back onto the reality television train. The 40th 4-0 season of Survivor started Wednesday of this week. How has it been 40 seasons? Two seasons a year for 20 years. It started oh, in, okay. in 2000. Yes, I was in high school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but for this season, they brought back, I think it's 20, it must be 20, people who have won it, like past winners. Okay. So it's a really interesting and weird dynamic because everyone's already won the prize right most of these people who have played only played the one time so they never got voted out like they never experienced so it's like a very interesting weird thing and there's one person who's won twice and she's back and the prize is now two million dollars and they've implemented some new kind of things that change the game a little bit these fire tokens i don't even know what those are really but um it's super super interesting already because there's like the old school players and the new school players because the game itself has changed so much mm-hmm. over 20 years. Like people, the newer people were students of the game from like in the early 2000s, right? right? So they have that base knowledge before they go in. So it's like totally changed how alliances are formed, how people vote, how people play they play it. And so they have some people who um, were on one of the earlier seasons, like 2002, 2006, who are like just totally floored by the pace of the game it's like all these new school people, as soon as they get on the island, they're like trying to talk to people, trying to make alliances. Oh and these old school people are like, dude, like we didn't even do this till like the <laughs> day 15. Like, what are you doing? So it's and then like someone already got voted out and who had never been voted out before. Yeah. And it's like it's a very strange um, dynamic, but I'm into it. Interesting. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Uh, I only watched the second season of so the australian outback yeah that was a good one that was a good one that's the only one i've seen i've seen most of them because i well i won't get into it but i've seen most of them (laughs) um but the last few have been pretty mediocre to say the least but i like when they bring back older returning players because you have that sort of like base knowledge there totally um and people who like have feuds with each other people who like know each other outside the game and they brought back a husband and wife they met on survivor and they got married and the wife was on one team and the husband's on the other team yeah it's very interesting uh cool yeah um i'm gonna do reading okay um i'm reading i think this book came out either last year or the year before but it was like a new york times bestseller Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Mm-hmm. Um, it is being adapted for the screen. I just can't remember if it's a series or movie. Okay. Um, but it's very good so far. So basically it's about a like planned community where everybody, you know, has the same color houses and the same, you know, like very like communism. Yeah, your life is <laughs> planned out for you. Like and uh, a new neighbor with an artist, single mom, and her daughter come to Shaker Heights and shake it up that's not interesting in in the copy of this book um but yeah it's really interesting and it's actually been a while since i've read i kind of like to switch things up like i like to read like a mix of 
fiction and nonfiction, yeah. and I typically alternate. But I hadn't read a novel in a while, and I haven't read a novel that's been like uh, this fast-paced. So mm-hmm. it's actually been really nice because the last few books I've read have either been like either too thinky or like too. I just haven't. I've just been able to put them down for longer stretches right. of time. So it's it's actually been fun to read a book that's like I can't put this, this down. This reminds me of the plot of Chocolat. Mm, yeah. Have you, have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where she comes into the town with her daughter and like. Well, now there's like a baby that has been. Oh. Uh, it might be someone else's baby. It's they found it. Well, it arrived at the fire station, stork. and this couple in this community, this fancy community, adopted it. But now it might be the daughter of a worker at the. Oh wow! Chinese food place where the single mom Holy. also works. So <gasps> yeah. So it's like getting into like motherhood and expectations and mm. community and all those things. So, and it, what's also fun about it is that clearly Celesting is probably around my age because it takes place in like the late nineties. So there's oh, lots okay. of like fun late nineties Easter references. eggs. Yeah. Including the old like gap drawstring bags. Oh yeah. yeah I I'm do. Like, oh man. The level of detail in this book is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, you can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jens Rowdy on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Nyarabble on Twitter and Instagram. We're taking a week off next week because Jen is on holiday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back the week following. Mm-hmm.